these elaborate secrets, Techland budgets time and resources for Easter eggs into its production plans. Early in development, it creates a company-wide list of ideas, Powalczyk explains, that a small team of game leads and level designers whittle down based on what they really like and what is doable in terms of time and resources. Easter eggs are always part of the dialogue during development, and getting them in there, according to the team, does eat up a chunk of its money. Based on what we saw for the following, it wouldn't be wrong to say that around 2% of our internal development cost was assigned to Easter eggs alone, says producer Timon Smectala. It might not sound like much, but that is the best way to justify the time needed to get these into the game. He continues, saying this also allows Techland to allocate Easter egg implementation to the most experienced members of the team as they're the ones who will know how to work quickly and smartly with the tools and assets provided. While Smectala does explain the Easter Egg's budget would be the first reassigned to other areas of development if need be, he says Techland is thinking ahead about things its players may never see. This philosophy isn't exclusive to AAA studios, though, where large budgets may allow developers to implement lots of different ideas. Independent developer William Pugh co-creator and designer of 2013's The Stanley Parable, tells Polygon that during development, he and co-creator Davey Redden, two parts of the Galactic Cafe team, had a similar process. I think the principle for what we had, the general process that we followed with The Stanley Parable, the process I followed with my new games, is we kind of have a team-wide ideas document that we just fill in with any blank we think of, and nothing's a wrong answer, he says. Then we specifically budget time toward the end of the development when we got the big chunks of the game locked in, to add in polish, essentially. During the Stanley Parable, a two-year project, Pugh says the team spent the last two or three months of development adding secrets to the game. But I remember specifically, there was like a good two to three week period during the end when the rest of the game was done, and it was just adding those little secrets, he says. This late-game push to finish adding secrets to the game, however, isn't the same as, say, a late-stage crunch. In fact, Pugh says, it's a lot more freeing than other, more mundane stages of development. They're more fun. I don't do a day of adding secrets and go, oh, phew, hard day at the office, you know, he says. It's super playful, because I think it's as direct to interaction between the designer and player of the game that you can get. A lot of it feels a lot more light and improvisational, which I like as well. It's a good tone to put into any game. Like Techland, a bit of the Stanley Parable's development budget was taken up by Easter eggs. The fun wasn't free. And according to Pew, that bit took up a lot more than Techland's estimated 2%. He estimates Easter eggs and secrets took up 30% of the Stanley Parable's budget. He points out, though, there was no set-in-stone budget for the game. During development, neither he nor Redden collected checks. There was no kind of money deal. There was no budget for the game. We ended up spending like ten grand overall over the two years on the game, he says. By design, the Stanley Parable is meta, self-referential, and satirical of the video game industry. Its Easter eggs are no different. For example, if a player climbs on top of the computers in an early level, they can go outside a window and move beyond the perceived parameters of the level and game world, leading to what, at first glance, appears to be a bug. 
However, after a few seconds, the game's narrator comments on what the player has done, revealing it wasn't actually a mistake, but an elaborate Easter egg. This makes the line between Easter eggs in the Stanley Parable and its narrative blurry. But as Pew explains, it's at the benefit of the game's world. Because of the structure of the game, you very quickly get into a point where it's like, uh, is this a secret, or is this an ending, he says. I think specifically once you find one, it kind of opens the rest of the game up a bit, he says, saying that Easter eggs are a way to make a world look bigger than it actually is. Easter eggs by themselves do two jobs. The first job is it encourages players to poke around more and play more with the game, and it also creates this feeling of scale and scope outside of what a small team can create. Because the players see this, and they're like, oh wow, there's bound to be like way more of that. It makes the game feel more interconnected than...